How many of you have seen that MetLife newsletter that's been circulated stating that uh, you can't offer value-added services, you can't charge for enhanced materials? Uh, they, they include that in their fee. They include for the very best materials in their fee. Uh, we begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. I'm accompanied today by my wife and business partner and somebody much smarter than me, uh, Tracy. Hi there. Thanks for being here with us today. Um, so it's kind of interesting. We had several of our clients uh, come out and say, hey, they shot what phone calls, emails to you and said, have you seen this thing from MetLife? And what did it state in there? So we initially thought that it was just a fluke deal, maybe one state where MetLife was trying to bully a little bit. Um, but ultimately, it started off in Oregon in the Pacific Northwest, where there was an update. It looks like June, let's see here, issue 1, 2021, second page is was circled with stars are all around it because they were very concerned about this statement. But it says, just a reminder. Well, wait, wait, before you read that, first of all, I just want to emphasize for those of you who have not been through our training, we teach offices, uh, we know insurance contracts oftentimes better than the insurance companies themselves do. And we teach offices how to be profitable with PPO plans. We teach you not to get rid of them. They actually bring patients into your hygiene department, so you want to keep them. But there are ways to be prof profitable with them if you understand insurance contracts and your own state laws. And then you know how to fight back. And then you know how to push back. You know how to offer choice to your patient, which is actually the more ethical thing to do and uh, you guys have heard other podcasts on that. So our clients gave us a call and said, hey, have you seen this crap from MetLife? Now read it, hon. Okay, Sorry, I just want to give them the background. Well, you know what, just to, just to expand on what you just said, the, the big deal for us is when we teach our new thought leadership, we back it up. And so if we see anything that might go contrary to what we're teaching, we're definitely going to be investigating that. So having said that, one of our clients forwarded us this uh, reminder. <laughs> MetLife's PD PDP network contracted fees include all applicable lab fees related to the service rendered. So a patient cannot be billed separately for, for lab fees, including upgraded materials. So that was a huge, huge question. What are they trying to tell us? Yeah, what are they saying? You can't charge an additional fee for a more expensive crown. And what's funny that, Tracy, what you pointed out is, okay, they're saying that they're, they are already, they have a fee set that's already built in. The, the more expensive or the best product out there is already built into that fee. And their providers are already providing that. And so should you. So the question then becomes, since we all know that providers are not providing the most expensive crown, they're racing to the bottom, which you cannot blame any of us for doing on a PPO contracted fee by going uh, to labs offshore, uh, the cheapest lab in your town. That's what, the, that's what all of us are using. That's what all, well, I don't use it anymore, neither do our clients. Unless the patient wants the cheapest product, then we're happy to give them what they want and what they choose. So in so, the reverse of that, that means that that 
if, if what MetLife is stating is true, that they've already built into their fee the best products and services, and all of you out there are not providing that, you're committing... Fraud. That's right. <laughs> you're absolutely committing fraud if you're not already providing that $500 crown, that $300 crown. Oh, is that too much still? $250 crown. Mm-hmm. If you're not providing Strawman implants on every one of your patients, you're committing fraud because they've already built in that into their fee, How right? nice of them. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So that led to a phone call because for us, it's all about investigating. It's all about finding out truth. And so I was able to call the provider relations hotline um, for MetLife, that national line that is forever on hold. And I, I reached out to an agent who actually was very knowledgeable on that contract and, and what they were trying to say with this newsletter. And I pretty much asked him, what are you trying to tell us that we cannot do based on this verbiage? And he said... He said... Well, you can't bill for better materials. And I said, wait a second here. So you're telling me I can't offer choice to patients. That's not what our other 20 recorded conversations with MetLife officials have said. So, so why did you put why'd you put out that newsletter? What was your point? Because it's not true. Exactly. So he did place me on hold for quite some time. Wait, Trace, let me point this out again. That newsletter is false. It's false information. It's misleading. It isn't true. And he was able to get back on the line and say, well, it's stating you cannot charge a lab fee for the materials. There you go. There's that keyword lab fee. So how how many of you out there charging a lab fee? You can't call it a lab fee. If you're audited and you've had the patient sign consent, hopefully it's not a contract within a contract because you get busted again. You see, it, here at My Practice of My Business, yeah, we are the specialists in this area. Call us arrogant. Call us cocky. We've been accused of everything. No, mm-hmm. we're just sick and tired of uh, you, our colleagues, getting you know grabbing your ankles every day when you take PPO plans because you just don't know what you don't know. It's not your fault. If you've been through our training and then you choose not to offer choice and charge <laughs> appropriate leave and be paid fair for the services you provide, yeah, then you're guilty as charged. It is your fault. Now, something that uh, the agent did state to me, which was very interesting, and it falls in line with exactly what we teach, is he said you cannot simply charge the patient a laffy for these materials. But here's the deal. If you have an approved consent form that your patient is signing, we cannot get between the doctor-patient relationship if there is a separate agreement between you and the patient. Oh, my gosh, and that's what hit it. And that, that's, so I watched Tracy get off the phone. I was getting prepared to, uh, we had a, one of our clients came through a refresher course last Friday. It's a client we trained years and years ago. So all the information that they got on Friday, <laughs> about 75% of it's brand new. Their jaws are hitting the ground and they're going to hit the ground running hard on, on Monday. But it was really fun. And, and I had actually, not to regress, but I asked Sean, what caused you to choose our training, Sean? What was it? And he said, Rob, I just want to do high-end work and I want to get paid for it. And you guys have the answer and the solution. And lo and behold, I've been doing it for years with you guys. I've been, and, and it's like, and, and it's worked out perfect. And his patients still love him. Now I regress a little bit. Let's go to, uh, but thanks, Sean, if you're listening out there uh, to this podcast, which I am sure you will be, uh, you know, it's, it's people like you that cause Tracy and I to want to do what we do. Because what we do, hon, isn't always easy, is it? Oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd love to be like the rest of you sometimes, going to, to work Monday through a half a day Thursday and, 
you know, flying out to Hawaii every other weekend and sitting on a beach somewhere or, you know, goofing around, but we don't because we, we have a skill set and we're going to continue to use it and we're going to continue to battle for all of you out there. That's just what we do and we love it. So here's right out of Delta Dental's uh, member dentist rules and regulation. It's uh, Article 2, Section 11. Where it states, it is also specifically understood and agreed that member dentists may perform dental services for enrolled persons that are not covered by the plan. So what wouldn't be covered by the plan? Technology, medications, and materials, period. We've had that conversation with all the insurance companies, and those are the three words that they use all the time. Okay, if continuing... If member dentist provides any dental service or services that are not covered under the plan, any charges for such procedures will be the enrolled person's responsibility. And here's the last kicker. The enrolled person will be required to sign an informed consent acknowledging and accepting non-covered services. Well, when you're providing technology, folks, when you're using technology, when you're using upgrading materials, when you're doing those things, those are non-covered services. As I was taught by Mary with BCBS years ago, that is mostly they term it a cosmetic upgrade. Well, what's really interesting to me, here's Delta Dental. <clears throat> this, is in, this is in the majority of all their contracts, too. You know, the contracts they never give you to read, but you're supposed to read them. And, and so we actually, Tracy and I were out vacationing, and we met up with a, a Patterson Dental rep out there. And she indicated to us that Hawaii Dental Services, which is uh, directly uh, administered, directly or maybe indirectly, but mostly directly, no, it's directly, administered through Delta Dental Insurance, good old Delta Dental. And they stated, she said, that dentists are not allowed to offer choice to the patients. The insurance company actually comes out and says that. Well, that just uh, caused a little... That doesn't sit well with us. Yeah, it caused a little <laughs> consternation in certain body locations. And I said, that's a bunch of crap. So we, we finally, finally got uh, the provider relations person to call us back because we're not, uh, we're not a, a, a white dental services provider. But we did have a question. So she calls back and I literally said to her, I've heard an ugly rumor that Hawaii Dental Services, which is a subsidiary or, or, or contracted with Delta Dental, because we've already met with Delta Dental multiple times on offering choice. I said, I understand that if I want to provide a Strawman implant instead of an implant direct implant, or if I want to provide a three and $400 cosmetic crown instead of a $79 Bruxer from offshore, $100 Bruxer from onshore, uh, can I charge the patient an agreed upon amount, just like I read out of Delta Dental right here, right out of their freaking contract, which none of you guys ever read. We're sick people. We read them and study them and make them our life. But anyway, I said, hey, can I charge the patient an additional fee? And she said, uh, no, no, you can't do that. In our contract, you, you can't do that because, and what did she say, Trace? You remember this? We already pay you for the best, and we expect you to place the best. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what she, How did you memorize that? That's exactly what she said. And I said right in the phone, I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, 
nothing could be further from the truth. And I just laughed. I said, no, that's not how it works in dentistry. Your reimbursement rates are so low that if I were to put a Strauman implant in my, my patients, I'd be lucky to break even. If I were to order the uh, $300 crowns, especially we know what their reimbursement rates are out in Hawaii, very similar here to Utah. And I said, if we were reimbursed what you guys are, uh, it, it, well, we can't provide high-end dentistry. There's no, there's no incentive for me to buy a, a prime scan or to even purchase a CBCT or anything. If I can't charge an additional fee for any technology, why, why would I use, you know, dexamethasone on, you know, patients if they're not going to pay for it? Um, and it's like, yeah, you can't charge a patient for anything outside of what's on your contract. I said, ma'am, you're coming between the doctor-patient relationship. Would you please send me a, a copy of your contract? Because I would like to see where it's written that I can't do that. Nothing. She goes, well, uh, yeah, I don't have a contract I can send you. And as the conversation went on, though, and I started educating her on materials. As well as the ADA's statement on code specifics and how doctors are charging. Are they supposed to charge? Remember, we we had a great email. Do you have a, can you kind of quote what that says or come close? What does that say from the ADA? Ultimately says that, any decision to charge for better materials, i.e. gold, uh, materials upgrade, etc., is the doctor's decision as it pertains to a business decision and is not, ha- doesn't have anything to do with the CDT code. And can be a fee determined between the doctor-patient relationship. I know yes. that's in there, too. Uh-huh. It's so we use the example, well, geez, ma'am, there's no uh, code for uh, Oral-B or Sonicare toothbrushes, but I sell those to my patients all the time. Are you saying that those should not be sold to patients? Because those are value-added services. Oh, they should be included in those profies. <laughs> she didn't say that. But no, that's, I'm just being But sorry. that is what they're implying. And after we got done with her, then she said, you know what, I'd, I'm going to run this up the, the legal department and I'm going to ask him the question and I'll get back with you on this. And, and she goes, I, I have some friends in Washington. Oh, my gosh, because because we know the head uh, uh, doc on the the um, Washington Delta Dental uh, Association there, the Washington, yeah, Washington. Delta Dental of Washington. Sorry, gal, it's right in front of me. Um, and she, their, their head uh, reviewer, the main doc that calls the shots. We've actually had this conversation with her. I'm hoping she calls. I'm hope she calls Delta Dental of Washington to set her straight. People, they cannot come. Insurance companies, as the ADA has stated, as we have recorded conversations, as our investigation has stated, They cannot come. Third-party payers cannot come between the doctor-patient relationship when there is value-added services that can be charged to the patient. That becomes a non-covered service. That becomes a cosmetic upgrade. You just need to know how to do it correctly. And that's where offices get burned. And that's where we hear of offices, I tried upgrading and I got in trouble by the insurance company. We had to refund people. Yeah, because you didn't do it right. You have to follow a certain protocol that has been stated by their legal departments, by what I just read you here, but the patient also has to understand what that upgrade is. 
But that's what's funny is you watch them. They're going to start trying to push back. But my friends out in Hawaii, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. You have allowed Hawaii Dental Services to walk all over you. All of our colleagues out there in Hawaii, you need to call us. You need a House Bill 359 that we just passed here in the state of Utah. That'll prevent them from doing that kind of crap and more. But it's, it, it, this is what we need to happen. So all of you dentists out there in other states that listen to this podcast, you need to call Tracy at My Practice, My Business. Ask her just to send you a copy of House Bill 359 and a little insight on how we battled it and how we won it out here. We were the first state to get uh, a law that helps regulate uh, bundling when insurance companies bundle things like x-rays and buildups. Not anymore. The state of Utah, we're able to push back because of what we did here. And that's with regular plans. And they'll say, well, federal ERISA plans, you can't push back on. Well, don't worry. That's hopefully what the ADA is working on. But it is also what we're working on simultaneously with uh, reps from multiple states back there in D.C. Self-funded plans, you're next. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're not... You know what? Enough's enough. We can't do free dentistry. Office managers, uh, docs, your OMs have got to know what direct operating costs per hour are. They've got to understand how that applies to your fee and the time it takes you to do a procedure. You need to know if you're profitable. And if you don't know you're profitable, then you're going to have team members that are going to give away your services. They just are. They're trying to be nice, trying to help the patient. Gosh, honey, I, I wish that people would give us stuff for free, like at the grocery store and Big O Tires and Apple. When I go to the Apple store, how come they don't, like when they ring me up, you know what, this is free. This is on us. That would be amazing. That'd be the coolest that thing. Be really cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> gosh, guys, we have to be profitable. We have to be paid fairly for the services that we provide. This is the kind of crap that we're dealing with. This is where we fight. This is what we see come across our table. These are the phone calls that we make, and these are, this is how we help out our clients to be profitable. But House Bill 359, that's how we have helped out every dentist in the state of Utah to be more profitable on some of the procedures they do. And we're working on other states right now, uh, Washington, Montana, Idaho. All, Idaho. These, these associations have contacted us here at MPMB to ask us how we did it. <laughs> How to how it worked, how we got that law passed, how we got it past those those uh, evil insurance representatives. Well, it wasn't easy. It's tough, and uh, but anyway, that's what we can do. Let us help you. And this is the kind of stuff that we battle. You guys, there's always always a positive that can come out of most of these negatives. You just need to know how. You don't know what you don't know, and that's where we step in. We read the contracts. We know state laws. Let us help you. Have a great day. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, 
especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans. Three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending. And four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.